Chilling with D all around the world, honey. Chilling, we so glad if I be back on the air, honey. No, this year, the we show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year, the Queen Quet, head on the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that, honey, to tune in one more again to we Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Honey, chilling, no, this year, we with the key upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. So we're so glad that, honey, chilling, and tune in one more again. Ah, oh, so honey, can know about we. Gullah Geechee and this sea. Well, we know wrong you ain't the Gullah Geechee Nation. We mostly very long seashore and things like that. Oh, I plan that time 100 years, but we didn't caught the DNA place with unjust law today and things like that. We did a fight plenty of time for these just shorelines because that are where we are ancestrally. And so we never want them back like that. Madabo will be the Bell Pondabwe where we can't first go there. But no. Where we crack we teed over, sudden grave or the leave or the artifacts and things would show up inside these are the people museum and thing now, because hundred has gone in there teeth on these people who are equal sociologists, anthropologists and things, cat thing out showing now it be all around the world and thing, and we'll never get them back. But one thing we make sure we gonna have back is this just your line. And hundred yet me plenty of time. So line that we family and the water we that we bloodline. So when we the day, we gonna do the shit to try long so we the do them so hundred chillin' while I stand, we the crack we teeth out and thing like that down here. So 
Dishainen. We go and pay homage to all the ancestors. We don't cross over into the rest of the realm and things like that. We want all them women to do good things for all of you before we go on from here. But no, sir, we don't honor honor. We have a honor to round from Jacksonville, Florida, all of we Jacksonville, North Kakalaki, from all the shoreline, for all the Gullagichi ancestors. We take this moment asylum. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Well, honey, chilling and no down here, we say the water to bring we, the water to take we back. Honey, get it, we the crack we teach, so say, give Chile Jordan, I want for cross over to see my Lord. Honey, get it, we the crack we teach, say, wait, in the water, wait. In the water, chill and wait. In the water, God quite troubles the water. When I hear the all that kind of thing coming from you, because that's what we hear all around we. Water. We don't need water. The water that we. So plenty of time to shut down my ear and things like that. I'm so glad for crack my teeth around you. For dear Punisha land. The pastor wants to know you me to crack my teeth all tall upon you because I ain't the high chance for do so. I've been dear in the air, I've been dear from a train, I'm dear from plenty of the rest of things, bought all kind of things on Monday evening. So, man, want to throw on us off the half too far. So, we left them like a dish, we left them for the Monday evening and thing, like when they used to after all these years. So, see, all my family, they are trying all around the world and things like that. They can why and be ready for Yeti when we got for see and for no why and been for near all this your time. So to help all of my global listeners understand why you hadn't been getting your episodes regularly, it isn't because uh, of the change you've heard about with Apple and that they're going to be switching iTunes off and they're going to be dealing with the streaming service. God willing, you'll still be able to get you, these podcasts via iTunes like you've been doing for free all these years and thank you, thank you to all on the chilling of in a Yeti and download them and use them in your classes and everything with your families. We really appreciate it. I've heard from many people, people that even work at book publishing firms that they heard about me because they are fans of this show and I really appreciate that because that has encouraged me to even expand the realm of my writings beyond just our blog that you all find at GullahGeecheeNation.com that many of you who are fans on our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page and those who are fans of Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's fan page, which the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is the sponsor still of this radio broadcast that you hear here monthly, usually, um, except for this last little few months where I haven't been on the air. You can always find the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at gullahgeechee.net. All right? For all of you that... Pay attention that read the writing, that go to gullahgeechee.biz and have bought the books or that have come out to various events over the years and said, well, I need to get your latest book because the last ones were wonderful. I have the whole series so far, and then I go, no, you don't because here's the latest one out. So there are there are some books that are out now that many of you may not have. You can go to gullahgeechee.biz and see, and then there are several other books that will be coming out later on in this year. 
and some of them in different genres that you might not have been so accustomed to, but those who've been journeying with me for decades know full well the first book I ever released was a poetry book. So when it comes to writing, there's a different flow to language. There's a different flow when you write poems. There's a different type of cadence used when you write history. There's another type of flow that happens when you do screenplays and plays. There's a different energy. There are different ways in which you place things on the page. Well, in traveling around the world on this Healing the Land world tour, I feel that same kind of difference in flow and energy and the type of movement that I see taking place around the world. Just about everywhere that I've been blessed to be so far on this tour, I've been honored to be where it's not landlocked, where I usually have an opportunity to get somewhere near a body of water. I've been to France before, and I've gone along the Louvre there in that area, you know, going along the waterways there, and I've seen that flow. There's a different dynamic to that flow than what we saw in Thailand where people were fishing and what I just kept looking out every day and meditating across while I was in Korea and seeing the people there fishing and bringing things in and the different energy that was there on what was more of a man-made beach when I was in Bermuda versus when we were actually out toward the ocean edges of the island itself. And so when I'm at home here in St. Helena, of course, there's a different energy when you're standing at a creek. You're standing along the marshways, the estuaries, and you're breathing in puff mud. That's when the areas are still natural where people have not gotten out there and overbuilt and have marinas and destroyed what we're used to naturally versus even when you're on the ocean and you're in the open ocean front where no one has houses nearby and bars and parking garages, there's always a different energy. But that flow of that tide does a change with the Atlantic, that pounding, that that subtleness, but then all of a sudden that cresting wave. The difference only that I see is when we know this the storm waters versus the everyday tide coming and going. Even a king tide, or what we call the spring tide in the past, and the king tide now, that king tide has taken over where King Cotton left off. It is now the thing that people are exploiting to try to get money in to try to capitalize on this thing we call climate change, and then there are those who are late in the investment. And I think that big storm tide, that big what we call surge, is going to come up over them like a flash flood. And then it may be too late. They may have drowned. But we pray they wouldn't have us drown with them. So that's why the leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation are forward-thinking people. We are faith-based people. We move when God says so it don't take too much more handwriting on a wall. Once we see the first little line start being drawn, we pay attention and we move as thus say the Lord. We cannot speak for others who think they are God and would like to play God instead of listening and tuning in to God. But we do know God quite trouble the water. Now it's been interesting because this year 
we've had the opportunity to truly put our focus on international days that we weren't fully aware of in the past because had we known about them, we would have been engaged in their celebrations from the inception of the Gullah Geechee Nation. But as time goes on, and especially with the opportunity to engage through a number of different mediums, including social media, we learn a lot more about what others in the world are doing and how we can engage with them. And it helps that now because of the onslaught, truly, of social media, especially Twitter and Instagram, these are mechanisms through which we get to share a tremendous amount of information and quick time, one might say, and very rapid time. And then Facebook, which I still prefer, it allows it to stay there longer and people can pay attention to it longer and get back to it at their own pace. It's sort of like on-demand television nowadays. And so a few things have taken place since we last had a chance to really commune and communicate with you here. And one was World Water Day. World Water Day allowed us to release our ocean action plan for the Gullah Geechee Nation. The Gullah Geechee Nation is one of the nations of the world that is a member of the International Alliance to Combat Ocean Acidification. We came into knowing about that alliance due to my speaking at the Global Climate Action Summit that took place last year in California. It will happen again next year in New York City. Now, the difference will be it was about three days in California, and it's only going to be eight days in New York City as of right now. And, of course, the dynamics of being in New York City is nothing like being there in San Francisco other than the fact that it's very urban and people are moving very fast and they're paying a whole heap of money to try to stay in the downtown and stay in the city itself. But it was interesting because we would get out of the city each evening and, again, be out on the bay on this little island looking out at the water. And so seeing how they're using the rocks to try to hold the face up and do other things. And then every time I get a chance to go out and walk along, along these waterways like we did in Korea, one of the things that's so frustrating is that when you're looking from a balcony down at water, everything looks so pristine, looks beautiful. And then you go walk along there and you see garbage. You see plastic trash that people have just thrown out of their hands, containers, bottles, bags, this kind of thing. So in South Carolina, you've also seen me at the South Carolina General Assembly where we were speaking out against offshore drilling and seismic gun testing, and I salute the South Carolina General Assembly because they did close out the session with a victory for us where the same thing you saw me speaking about on Gullah Geechee TV, if you didn't see it, go to Gullah Geechee.tv, G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot TV or go to YouTube and type in Queen Quet South Carolina General Assembly or Queen Quet Seismic Untesting or Queen Quet Offshore Drilling. And you can see several different videos from different things, but in particular, you want to see where I testified before the South Carolina General Assembly to speak out against having offshore drilling done here in South Carolina. I've already spoken in Washington, D.C. on behalf of our oceans, and that's one of the things we want to work against, as well as ocean acidification on a global level, a national and a global level. And so here it is that South Carolina General Assembly did vote, and they won to not allow, disallow, the building of any rigging on the shores of South Carolina 
that would be part of the oil industry. So that's a victory for us. Then our partners at the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank over at the Oceans Conservancy had us in another celebration because up in Washington, D.C., they managed to get four different bills passed through uh, bipartisan bills passed to work against ocean acidification in the United States. So we're very proud that we're working with such outstanding partners. And then right now, the Ocean Conservancy's newsletter that goes out to all of its members worldwide, because they are an international group, have us as a centerfold. And when I say us, I tell them, we, the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association, nothing like that, ain't that blessing? So it's very powerful that the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association is not only featured on the Ocean Conservancy's website a few times, but also we are the centerfold <laughs> of their publication. They brought me copies in Korea. As well, I actually got to hold them in my hands at the United Nations Communities of Ocean Action first meeting that they held. And so it's wonderful to know that next year is going to be the launch of the International Decade of the Ocean. So now people would say, well, what is this business? How is the United Nations? I thought they really focused on human rights issues and, and things that people are dealing with. Well, People have to deal with the ocean and the pollutants that are in the ocean, the munitions that are underwater, the plastics that are harming and killing the creatures in the water. These things are adding to what is called ocean acidification. The various PCBs, these other pollutants that they found that various people in the medical field have now come to study because they have to look at human health. How is human health being affected by the lowering quality of water? Your body is made mostly of water. So all bodies of water, if they're affected negatively, we're affected negatively. So it doesn't matter if it's fresh water or salt water, all of these bodies of water are here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So these are critical elements that we have to deal with. Yes, earth, wind, and fire, okay, y'all think about, but I know y'all often think about water. Water is definitely critical to our survival. And so this year with the Healing the Land world tour that I'm on, a lot of the work ended up being focused around water. So with World Water Day, we released our Ocean Action Plan for the Gullah Geechee Nation, which is one component of our Gullah Geechee Sustainability Plan. And then last Saturday was World Oceans Day. Now, I would love to be able to tell you that I had a chance to just be back home on the Atlantic Ocean and just sit there and meditate and do homage for our ancestors and everything, but that was not the case. Some folks did get to go to Sullivan's Island and do that, but I was at Juneteenth at the Jepson. We annually hold Juneteenth at the Jepson on the second Saturday of each June in Savannah. So it happens before actual Juneteenth on the 19th because there's such a plethora of activities that happen the weekend that surrounds the actual Juneteenth date. So what I happened to do this year was spend the Friday not in the ocean, but in the river, on the Cumbie River. Sort of a compromise between what was to go on for World Oceans Day 
and what day that I hadn't already had an opportunity to go and pour libation at the shoreline on behalf of Mother Moses Harriet Tubman and the Cumby River Raid that took place June the 2nd, 1863. The Cumby River Raid took place. So usually I tried to get out there between the 2nd and the 3rd of June to the Cumby River and pour libation for Mother Moses Harriet Tubman, who tracks we walk it here in the Gullah Geechee Nation when still being freedom fighters on the shore. She came to the Gullah Geechee Nation and fought and led the Cumbie River Raid. Well, as I rode in this boat this time on the Cumbie, as we would call it Cumbahee, okay, in Gullah we would say Cumbahee, not Cumbie. And anybody who looks at it in English, you would say, how is that Cumbie? All right, the Cumbahee River or Cumbie River, as people who live along it um, like to call it. This particular map that I looked at would have brought me right on back down here past many islands, Crusoe and Wausau and St. Helena and back on down and around into St. Helena Sound and everything. And as I looked at that journey, I looked at how more people need to look at maps they need to look at the connectivity of the bodies of water, the land between, the culture on the land and living along the waterway. What we do on land always affects the water. Gullah Geechee and the sea. The sea and the Gullah Geechee, they're inextricably tied together. You can't throw garbage down all over your yard, all over the roads, let them go into the ditches and say that has no bearing on what happens in the creek with the shrimps or the fish or the oysters and has no bearing on what happens to our waterways and our shoreline. What we started to find out even is that the more scientists begin to take water samples and truly break down what's in there, we're finding everything from opioids, okay, cocaine, and all these things in seafood why? Because the seafood, like the shrimp, are in the water. They're in the ocean. They're in these estuaries. So now they eat. They feed. They're what we call bottom feeders, crabs, shrimps. The oysters are their filters. So you find these different chemicals in them, and then you ingest those, and you ingest enough of that, and then you wonder why there's other health issues you might be dealing with. Well, that's what happens if we don't concern ourselves with what we put down drains and what we put into the ground, and then it rains, and then the rain goes off the side. So think about it. What you scrub your boat with at the marina and what ends up in the water ends up in the seafood. So when we say you shouldn't have these toxic spills, even small amounts of it, if there's 100,000 folks with boats doing it, there's a cumulative effect. And so the fact that the seafood seems like this less when it's closer to the shore, I've said it before, this, the seafood ain't food, okay? If they was pouring poison for top of my head, I'd have gone somewhere else too, all right? So if you poisoned me, I would move along myself. The other thing that we're noticing is a change in the salinity of the water. That alteration, the pH in the water, will also alter the sustainability 
of various types of seafood. So quite naturally, we don't want the ocean to acidify. If the ocean continues to acidify, there's going to be less and less ability for us to have oysters. We don't have oysters. We don't have clean water. We don't have oyster beds. We don't have spartina grass or spartina, as we like to call it, grass that remains. And we don't have that grass and those oyster beds holding back, pulling some of the, the soil from beneath us. The trees start to fall. You then don't have what we call maritime forests, and you won't have sea islands. If you pay attention to sea level rise, and those of you who saw me on Facebook Live the other day, just after two days' worth of rain, I showed you how the entire Gullah Geechee Garden and even where we plant the food every year looked like it was a pond and a rice field. Okay? One looked like it was a pond. The other looked like it was a rice field. That's how much water was there. After we've been suffering a drought, but had two days of massive rainfalls, right before coming on this broadcast, I saw where they were talking about the fear they have going on in England right now. I believe it's in London, where they are expecting six months' worth of rain to fall within a matter of hours. So this is a global issue. What happens to the sea happens to you and me. We need to think about that. So these are critical issues that are going on around some very significant celebrations that are for people to be enlightened and people to be enriched and people to get engaged. So I know you all would say, well, okay, well, all that happened. Well, water, they already happened. Well, ocean, they already happened. So what should we do now? I mean, wait till next year? No. In fact, the hashtag for last Saturday was together we can so together we can. Another hashtag is protect our coast. Another hashtag is save our oceans. These are all critical hashtags that you'll see me continuing to share throughout the year because just because those days, those particular name days are over, doesn't mean that the energy behind and the actions we're doing should stop and wait until next year on that day. There's plenty to do all the time, especially because it's tourist season here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and a lot of tourists have no idea what it takes to keep these seashores clean and why they need to be kept pristine. Everybody, mom, ain't reason to keep the house clean. So we have an issue there. So every year at a time, we have to have massive numbers of volunteers constantly doing beach sweeps and cleanups. If you want to help, even if you're vacationing, and you say, well, oh, well, I'd like to really pay it forward or give back to the community because they're giving me so much and being able to come here and just enjoy the rich cultural area, well, this coming Friday, 10 a.m., you can go out to Mosquito Beach in Charleston County, South Carolina, and participate in both a beach suite and an oyster refill with SCORE, which is another group that we support through the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. We've worked with SCORE with the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association, rebuilding oyster reefs up and down this coast for, for more than a decade now. And so definitely you can get on out there this coming Friday at 10 a.m., and you all will see us posting things. Once again, if you follow the Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, you follow the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association on Facebook, we post and repost these types of activities. Another thing we posted 
is the upcoming, it'll be next month, that there will be a beach sweep on Folly Beach. So there are plenty of opportunities up and down the coast, and you don't have to wait until any scheduled day. If you say, wow, that's the day before I plan to be out there. Oh, that's going to go on while I'm at work. Oh, this and that. Because the one that's going to come up even at Folly Beach, that's a 6 p.m. one. I was happy they did that on Tuesday evening, 6 p.m. next month, because this way people don't have the excuse that they were at work. You can come from work, and oh, that's entirely too hot. It would probably still be hot at that time, but you'll still be able to get some work in before the sun goes down, and you can then just relax on the beach and watch the sunset after cleaning it up from all the tourists and all the folks that's out there because we had hands across the sands there and the tremendous amount of crowds of people that have made their way to Fowler Beach was like no other year that we've ever had hands across the sands. But it was a blessing to stand there with all the other folks who had went ahead and, and worked their way through it and didn't give up and made their way to the shore. It was very powerful being there and still standing with folks that I'd stood with not only in the South Carolina General Assembly, but also with Representative Joe Cunningham would come back home from Washington, D.C. to be there specifically with us on that day. So it's critical that we continue to stand, not just when these annual days, hands across the sand comes or World Water Day or World Oceans Day, but that we stand at all times for this shoreline and that we continue to protect the waters that are here because, as we say, the water to bring, we, the water going to take we back. And so we want it to take us back to a time when we were healed, when we could just go to the creek with or without a boat and still was able to harvest healthy seafood for the family to eat and that we would go and get enough just to feed ourselves and go back another day give them a chance to replenish themselves, and they will continue to be there to nurture and nourish us for the future generations. These are some of the critical things that we've been talking about at these numerous meetings that I've been taking part in. Now, interestingly enough, the critical point this year for World Oceans Day that was Saturday was about gender in the ocean, and we celebrated it the way South Africa did women and the ocean. And so those of you who follow our blog at GullahGeecheeNation.com, GullahGeecheeNation.com, again, for those who this might be your first time tuning in, Gullah is G-U-L-L-A-H, Geechee is G-E-E-C-H-E-E, so nation is N-A-T-I-O-N, so GullahGeecheeNation.com. For those of you who have been staying abreast of the various blogs that have been coming out, you saw my blog about World Oceans Day and the work that Gullah Geechee women have done here and continue to do the various things like worship by the sea and the numerous libation ceremonies that we have hosted over the years and the numerous ways that we still continue to be there with Oshun and Yamaya, that we honor this ocean. It honors us back. Now, the reason that the international community decided to celebrate this about gender in the ocean and women in the ocean is because 
they proposed that there were these reasons that we need to focus in this manner this year. That, number one, women and men have common but different needs, interests, knowledge, skills, and responsibilities in connection to the use and the management of marine resources. However, both women and men can contribute toward a positive change. Number two, they wanted to promote women representation and participation in sustainable ocean governance and leadership positions. And I must say, with the UN Community of Oceans Action Meeting, I was very happy that the panel that I was on was almost all women. And the other women pointed out that I said, well, I don't think it's all women. They were like, yeah, because at first it was women sitting down, and the moderator was just a man, and the panelists were women, and then here came another gentleman who focuses on underwater munitions and learned a great deal from him that was also on that panel. But it was critical to see that women are being represented at these international forums and having an opportunity not to be there as the aide or assistant to a male ambassador that would speak on a topic, but to be there to speak out themselves because the perspectives that women are bringing to the issue bring in also nurturing. It brings in more than just the science and statistics that are going on with the water, but also just the humanity of it, the humanness of it. And one of the arguments that took place, though, was the fact that Africa is not a major pollutant, but that doesn't mean that the effects that everybody else in the Western world is causing is not going to have a major impact on Africa. Same thing for the Gullah Geechee Nation, wherein native Gullah Geechees are not largely contributing to the pollutants beyond the cars and stuff that we drive, which is a contributor. Now, you have more of the people who live in areas that moved here doing more damage, but it affects all of us. So here it is that we've seen the imbalance in the ecology here, the more that people from outside moved in and the more that we have a tourism industry that gets bigger and bigger and more and more roads are built and more and more impact from buildings and pavement and all the stuff happens, the more that we seem to have to address other issues like seafood safety and human health and water quality. And so it's the women's voices that are raising the point about what needs to be done for our families and what needs to be done for our children in addition to what are the statistical measures of whatever they've already accomplished and what they hope to accomplish through their various organizations and initiatives. So why are they still stuck on this? Three is to promote equal gender sustainable ocean governance contributions to the health of the ocean, which mankind so hugely depends upon. Improving ocean health includes promoting sustainable development, addressing plastic pollution emanating from inland sources, like I said, what we do on land affects the water, that threatens marine wildlife and protecting marine biodiversity. Number four, the lack of mentorship of young women and strengthening their capacity to participate in sustainable ocean governance and ocean economy. So a lot of you who do follow me on Instagram, you follow on Facebook, and we're at Gullah Geechee on Instagram and at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. If you follow, you see a lot of pictures with me with younger Gullah Geechee sisters, even down to the Lili gal chilling and things like that, because we are mentoring our young women and things like that. Okay, you gal chillin', as we would call them. 
so that if they see it now, they grow into it. It's a natural part of what you do. It's what we call being organic. Okay, y'all want organic everything else? This is something that's organic to the nature of Gullah Geechee's you learn by seeing it emulated before you. Okay, number five, to promote the development of skills necessary to empower women to participate as leaders in the ocean's economy. Number six, to create synergies and strengthen networks that encourage women participation in ocean governance, politics, and business, and support the sharing of knowledge and experience. So that's what we do here as the female leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation. The men do it as well. But it's critical at this point in time that people truly see what it is that women have to offer in the world. Okay? The Gullah Geechee Nation, again, was truly a forerunner. When I was elected as a head of state, there were a lot of men grumbling, especially in the U.S. and in the Gullah Geechee Nation, because they were wondering how come it wasn't a man, because it wasn't supposed to be. Okay? So now they said, oh, it's a good thing it is a woman because there's more things she's looking at and things she's been able to do. We wouldn't have thought of that, and we wouldn't have accomplished that. This is what men have said to me. And one of the reasons they say that's the case is because other men weren't going to listen. So here it is, that we're at this point around the world where people are paying attention to the fact that women can contribute a whole lot to society other than just delivering the babies into the world and cleaning the house and cooking some food. Number seven, to promote legal frameworks, including laws and policies, to ensure the full participation of women in the sustainable ocean governance without discrimination, as well as to develop specific measures to address violence against women in ocean governance and politics in all forms and manifestations. I think it's horrible that almost every time we celebrate a particular international day, if we mention women, we have to also somehow add stopping violence against the women in there. We shouldn't have to do that. We should just be able to focus on the particular topic at hand. But they know that if you do accomplish what you set out to accomplish and women are in the lead in a lot of these societies, the men are going to physically attack them and brutalize them. So as a result of that, then they have to put that in here that we would have to address that if that happened in this case of Ocean's Governance. Eight, to encourage the adoption of policies that ensure women's equal participation in the ocean's economy and in society, thus creating an environment where gender equality is respected and inclusion is part of the organizational culture. Well, our culture in the Gullah Geechee Nation, of course, is already inclusive. It is already balanced. It is gender balanced. Our leadership in our various organizations and in policy setting is there. Women have an opportunity to voice their concerns and provide their input, and that was no different in the creation of the Gullah Geechee Nation's Ocean Action Plan. And so that is, as as I mentioned before, part of the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Plan, as is our Emergency Management Plan. Why do I mention the Emergency Management Plan now? Because June 1st is the opening to... Hurricane season. They sound that opening bell for the stock market every morning, Monday through Friday. June 1st sounded the air horn for the opening of hurricane season for this year. And as soon as it did, here came tumultuous rain 
day after day after day, several hours. Maybe you get a little reprieve because the swallows go away to come back around. Trust me, I prefer the heavy rain to a hurricane. But it also should have served as an alarm as well because tornadoes hit many of our Gullah Geechee families areas down in Texas and down in Mississippi and Alabama and all those areas, and we kept praying and praying and praying, and fortunately not too many people were injured or anything in those storms, but it is horrible to see the physical loss, the the financial loss. People work all their lives to have houses to stay in and all their memories, their photographs, and the various things of their families. They got destroyed because with a tornado, they set off the sirens. I've been in the middle of the country twice in less than a year. In fact, and within the last six to eight months, I've been in two situations where as soon as I got to the city, there was a threat of tornadoes for the first times in my life. So I've been where there were tornadoes that touched down in areas not far from where I was. I've been in areas now where actually there was an earthquake the day that I arrived and these types of things, and I've lived through many hurricanes. So what I speak to you about in terms of emergency management, preparation ahead of a storm, like, we were raised to believe that in times of peace, you prepare for war. At times of war, you prepare for peace. And so that statement even meant there's no storm, you prepare then. Because once the storm comes, you got to deal with the storm. You can't prepare, and the storm's already here. So when you're in the storm, you start thinking about, pray to God, we make it out, and what we're going to have to do when it's over. But before the storm, you have an opportunity to go ahead and prepare for the season. It is the season to truly pay attention to how the water is heightening, how it is flooding yards, it is threatening our food security because it is inundating the salt water with fresh water in ways that are throwing off the ecological balance. That means that our seafood is not going to be in abundance, okay? We also need to look at the food security issues if we're dealing with the fact that it's not fully harvest season for many of the things we planted, and we have this tremendous amount of rain that now pours so much water into the field that you can't even go in the field unless you're going to bog down to your neck, as we would say, to try to even get out there and harvest certain things. So we have to look at the types of problems that can be coming as a result of these types of sudden dramatic flux of water, whether it's coming from overhead or it's coming from the tide with the sea levels rising and flooding then salt water onto the land and inundating areas such as our burial areas, inundating areas which is causing trees to fall and then blocking roads or it's unsafe for people to drive through because of these things. There's a lot of factors that we need to pay attention to that can bring potential harm. And it's not to say, oh, no, it's so horrible, all is lost. It's not for that. It's for you to be well aware that as beautiful as our coast is, it won't stay that way unless we do things to make it so. As wonderful as our families and communities are, we won't have them if we don't protect them. It's simple 
for you to just take a little bit of time. I've already put out there the South Carolina Hurricane Guide. We tweeted it. We posted it on Facebook for you to download. God willing, we'll have some hard copies out at Gullah Geechee Family Day, which is next month, July the 25th, from noon to 4 at Mesquita Beach. We have had over 1,200 people already download their passes for Gullah Geechee Family Day at Mesquita Beach. I will be sending out a message to this effect as well. Please, if you downloaded it just to have it, just to say I might maybe think about coming, please go back on there and cancel your passes so that we do have a proper count of how many people ought to be coming because based on the numbers, we try to prepare enough space. And there ain't but so much space on land. So if you're not there, when the drums start sounding at 1215 on Saturday, July the 27th, don't ask me about, oh, wow, why we had to park our car so far back or, oh, we were stuck in traffic trying to get over here. So be won't be aware this not going to be no small year at Gullah Geechee Family Day. This is going to be the biggest year we have had thus far. And we are truly happy for all those who came out to Gullah Geechee Family Day last year at American Beach, and we had a wonderful crowd out there and filled up Bernie Park and, and spread out all over the Atlantic down there in Florida. And we're back up at Mesquita Beach again this year. And this ain't no ocean side. This is marsh side. So it ain't no you going to keep going down the coast over there. you got limited amount of space to spread out, especially to park your car. So you have been duly warned. If you were not aware and you said, well, oh, I don't even have a pass at all, you might want to go ahead to Eventbrite, eventbrite.com, and get your Gullah Geechee Family Day passes. There are numerous family reunion groups who are coming this year to that event, and that is why there are so many people there. But this is the dream that we planned this for, is to bring the family back together and to have some opportunities alone to see, to celebrate just who we be and things like that, just like we ancestors been to do back on When they formed American Beach, they formed Atlantic Beach, that many of y'all went to for Black Biker Week. When they formed Mesquita Beach, and they had their spots at Renly's Point. They had sea breeze up in North Carolina. This wasn't dry long, so people wanted to, yes, have that picturesque, wonderful view of the water, but they also could sustain themselves from that waterway. They could get there even by the water back in the day. And we wanted to get us back to old landmark and give you some education about these black townships and Gullah Geechee beaches. I've written about them in my latest book. I will be doing a book signing at Gullah Geechee Family Day, we'll have plenty of Gullah Geechee items, including flags and other things. But once again, what the song say, first come, first serve basis. All right? So that's the bottom line. You get there late. Don't give me no long face. Don't say nothing to my staff about, oh, I had wanted to buy a X, Y, or Z if it's sold out. Okay? We got a problem with Black businesses selling out of stuff, but we go in other folks' store and they can be sold out of stuff, and we have no problem. You realize business must be good if it's sold out. Somehow, if we're sold out, it's a problem. So, we're telling you now 
there will be plenty of different Gullah Geechee items there. A lot of different Gullah Geechee craft artists will be there. Naturally, Geechee will be there with products. So bring cash. Don't bring plastic. Bring foldable cash because also once you're out at Mosquito Beach, the nearest ATM is going to be a couple miles back up to the grocery store and back up in the traffic. So make that stop on your way down that road. If you don't trust yourself with money, stop at that store as soon as you get there. Stop at the first bank on James Island and keep coming down. The flow that needs to happen needs to also be economic in our communities. What people are talking about with water and the oceans right now is a blue economy, not a green one, the blue economy. Why? Because there are numerous people around the world working on scientific measures by which they can better the quality of water, where they can sustain the environment, where they can do scientific measures that will assist with adaptation and resilience to sea level rise, where they can reverse ocean acidification. All of these things are part of the blue economy as are coming and getting some seafood to nam on a thing like that and living waterfronts, workable waterfronts. These are all part of the blue economy. And so we talk about the Gullah Geechee, the sea, and we, we can't leave out the economic aspect to the Gullah Geechee community. If you can come and you can spend money in hotels and you can spend money in restaurants and all that throughout the low country, as it's called, Please save some that you can actually spend with the Gullah Geechee community. If you say, I wish I could be there, I already took my vacation, I won't be able to come back, you can always still become a member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. Once again, go to gullahgeechee.net. You can pay for membership at gullahgeechee.biz. You can also order different products, and the money goes right back into the work that the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is doing to help heal the land and hold upon the culture. And we are thankful to each and every city, each and every county that has said they will again participate in Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week. That is what we launch every year for Gullah Geechee Family Day. So we have two mayors that have already contacted me and said they are going to deliver their proclamations at Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week's launch at Gullah Geechee Family Day at Mosquito Beach. I've also already received the proclamations from Hampton County, South Carolina. They were the first ones to present it this year. As soon as I got back from Korea, I made my way to Hampton County. I was still jet-lagged, but made it on up there, made it on through. And then the first ones in Georgia were Glenn County. Georgia. They've already presented their plans, and in each one of their, not their plans, but their proclamations, in each one of their proclamations, they've stated they support the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Plan to protect our waterways and to keep Gullah Geechee culture alive on this coast. Now, they've stepped forward as governing bodies. Now, what are going to do? Up to you. What are going to do? We still have our Gullah Geechee Land Legacy fund that we're raising money for to continue to keep this journey going of me going around the world and learning more, bringing those resources back to our community and getting us more global partners to ensure that we remain on this coast. Please be proactive. Don't wait till something tragic happens and then you want to give or support something. This week is actually 
the commemoration services and activities in Charleston because of the assassination of the Emmanuel, who we've come to call the Emmanuel Nine. And it is not a good time for me. It is not a good time for any of us who had family and friends die in Emmanuel AME Church. But people love tragedy tourism, and they'll come here in groves and make donations at the church during this week because of that, because of guilt or cleansing it or whatever they think they're doing. But we'd like you to contribute to things that are proactive, that are keeping us alive, that are keeping us alive, that are keeping us alive and not simply honoring those who have passed on. It is necessary to honor those who have passed on, but it's also necessary to help those who are alive continue to live. So we thank all of you who have given to the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund, who have contributed funds throughout this journey that I'm on, that continue to purchase items to contribute back into the work. Thank you, thank you to all of chilling and things like that for helping we for keep this year flow. Because Hunter know when you're in this kind of movement, how it go. Freedom ain't free. You got to have some dollars to definitely sustain this legacy. So thank you, thank you to all who to help the Gullah Geechee. And I know we have a few more minutes, and since I haven't been on the air in a couple of months and may not be back on here for a few more weeks again because we're getting ready to get down to Barbados for the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, and then I'll be able to tell you how, how to water down their floor too shortly. Please call in now if you have some comments or questions or things. It's 347-324-3903. 347-324-3903. If you want to crack your teeth with me, you can call in once again, 347-324-3903. Or once again, for all of you who listen to the show on demand that have kept up with it through blog talk, radio, who have kept up with it through Gullah Geechee's Facebook pages that I mentioned multiple times on the air here. We truly appreciate you because it has been an honor to have more than six figures of listeners tune into the show. We want to thank everybody who watches Gullah Geechee TV. We are over one-third of a million views on Gullah Geechee TV because of all of you. And we've started up, of course, posting some of our shorter videos on Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page. So the views and the statistics on there, I'm sure, are building as well. And those don't get counted by YouTube, right? And so we appreciate you all who tune in, but even more so those who share what we're asking you to share, because when you share, we know you care. And so I appreciate each and every one of you who's walked up to me at any of these events so far in various cities and countries around the world and said, Queen Quit, I'm one of your fans. And I mean, y'all really, really mean that, and we really appreciate the ones who came out Saturday for World Oceans Day but celebrated Juneteenth with us at the Jepson because we had a full house. We shut the auditorium down. Security literally was not allowing anyone to come in unless people left because we had reached the fire code in the building. And so that was very powerful. This is the biggest one ever. 
And so in 12 years, we we made it to that, and we're expecting even more than that at Gullah Geechee Family Day and then throughout Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week because we are going to have events in Charleston and Beaufort and also in Ridgeland this year. I'm going to be down at the Morris Center. We're going to have a wonderful evening there. So we want the same thing to happen again where all these places have to lock the door because we've reached the fire code number of people in the building. So, Gullah Geechee, I need you all to flow like that, flow with us, and continue to grow with us. So, again, out of Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, I still have some spaces, a few here and there in the fall that's open, and people are booking for 2020 for my world tour. If you're interested in supporting the healing, the land, and holding upon the culture, then you can go to Queen Quet, Q-U-E-E-N, QUET.com, click the booking link and send us information on what type of event you'd like to sponsor support at your institution, at your in your community, in your town. We'll help you design it if you don't have a venue that you usually use that you want to set up something as a fundraiser to help the effort because this is all about awareness and fundraising and keeping our history definitely above water. That's yet another event that was able to do um, during this journey. And I'm going to bring some of the voices on here throughout the next couple of months that have been on this journey along with me. And we presented at a number of national and international conferences everything from the National Adaptation Forum to Keeping History Above Water Conference to the U.N. Oceans Communities of Ocean Actions Conference that was held in Korea. And then we have so many more coming up. And so we definitely want you to hear from some of them about this work, but the victories we're having and how we have all of us shifting the tide of attention toward climate change, toward resilience, and toward sustaining cultural heritage on our coast. As I say, the water to bring we, the water going to take we back. Our culture as Gullah Geechee's was brought to this coastline, and our culture as Gullah Geechee's is what's going to sustain it for the multiple generations that we have yet to go on this earth. So thank you, thank you to all the hunter children who joined me this evening. I'm so glad that hunter taught them not robbery, for take some time for be with me this evening and that you ain't throwing me away just because I ain't been on the air in a while and thing like that. I'm so glad that Hunter Chillin let's keep on journey with we. Follow we one more again at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram, Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, Gullah Nation.com. Hunter can find me at QueenQuet.com and Hunter know. Keep on with we on this year journey. This year to who we be. We be Gullah Geechee anointed people. And we're so glad I the Queen Quet, head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for tuning in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Mm-hmm.